Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for the bigger picture. And obviously, we're looking at the ripple effects of the FOMC rate hike because there are two things to look at. First, markets did price it in, and we got it 75 basis point hike. And now the language is hey, you can expect another one in July. Mm. So lots to expect and watch out for as we see the ripple effects. And of course, markets seeing a bit of a relief rally overnight on the US markets and so far across Asia, also pretty much the same. So that momentum carrying through. And this is um, also with the relief coming through with Fed Chair Jerome Powell promising that this would not be a norm. Even though we got a 75 basis point rate hike, he is saying, you know, this is an uncommon rate hike. So that less hawkish than expected message um, seems to be comforting or reassuring for markets enough. But let's break it down with Shane Oliver. He is the Head of Investment Strategy and Chief Economist for AMP Capital. Morning, Shane. How are you today? Good, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing great. Shane, let's That's start good. things off first with the Fed rate hike. 75 basis points. It seems expectations were pretty high. We will get 75. What do you make of his willingness to do it again in the next meeting? Well, I think the Fed was shocked by the inflation numbers that came out on Friday. And, of course, that then led to sharp falls in share markets as they anticipated a more aggressive move by the U.S. Central Bank. And I think the reality is that the Fed is now largely focused on inflation, that, yes, if necessary, they will do it again. Don't forget that the Fed only meets once every six weeks, so the next time is not until late in July. And, of course, between now and then, I think there's another CPI release, which Mm. could... Uh, which could well surprise on the upside again and therefore you can't rule out another 75. In fact, he's basically said there's either 50 or 75 on the table, although he also said that the Fed will be flexible and that the 75 basis point hikes were not going to be common. Uh, But of course, you know, we've seen lots of surprises from the Fed and no senators the market managed to factor the worst in suddenly the worst seems to be a lot worse. And of course, we've seen that over the course of the last week. So it's too early to say that we have seen the worst yet from the Fed. Um, And that means that the volatility we're seeing in equity markets and bond markets could continue for some time yet with it being premature to say that we've seen the bottom just yet. Yeah, Shane, looking at the reaction in the markets, uh, it's bouncing back after going through a bit of a slump, so a bit of a relief rally. Shane, how sustainable is this going to be in view of how we just saw the S&P 500 get into a bit of a bear market? And of course, in, on the horizon, we've got rising costs and that mean margin pressures on earnings. Is that enough to keep things going? It's, it's doubtful. I, I suspect the risk is still on the downside. You know, we have slipped into a bear market as conventionally defined. Yeah, it seems to me there's still more uncertainties regarding the Fed. But then, as you allude, there's also uncertainties regarding the risk of recession. I think the Fed is mm. forecasting something like a 0.5% rise in the U.S. unemployment rate. Never before has the U.S. unemployment rate increased by that amount without there being a recession. I think the, the most that you could tolerate without getting a recession is about 0.3% of the U.S. increase. So there's a bit of a risk in that one, and that obviously will concern markets. I, I think we could still avoid a recession in the U.S., if we start soon to see clearer evidence that inflation has peaked, and that could take pressure off the Fed, not so much in the next meeting, but later in the year, and therefore avoid a recession. But that risk is there. And in the meantime, you know, all it takes is another spike in the oil price or some more weak economic data mm. to, I think, push share markets to a new low. 
Yeah, Shane, help us to walk us through the idea of a recession happening because we've got the US labor market. It seems to be rather resilient, rather tight. But market watchers saying the Fed will have to, at least someone say they will have to trigger a recession to stop inflation. Uh, so I've heard the Fed saying that's not the aim. Do you think that needs to happen in order for recession to be stopped? And how likely will we get a recession? Well, the, the, I don't think there's a clear answer to that. I mean, it could well be the case that if America has a potential growth rate of, say, 2.5%, if they grow the, they get the economy to grow at, say, 1% per annum, that's not a recession, but it would be more of a potential to free up spare capacity in the US and put downwards pressure on inflation. So I don't think they have to engineer a recession to get inflation down, but it's never that easy. It's like trying to land a like a fighter jet on an aircraft carrier in a in a in a typhoon sort of thing. Mm. <laughs> it's possible that you could do it, but it's uh, it's risky, and that's um, the problem here. So I, I think it's more the risk around recession goes up with each new notch higher in expected uh, interest rates in the US. That that's that's the it's more the risk, uh, not so much that you know we actually need a recession to get inflation down. But yeah, it's it's a difficult one for markets to judge because as the Fed gets more aggressive it starts to have more of an impact in inverting the U.S. yield curve or flattening it and then potentially inverting it. For example, if the 10-year bond yield stays where it is, 3.3% or whatever it is, 3.2%, 3.3%, and the mm. Fed funds rate goes to 3.8%, that means the Fed funds rate will be above the long-term bond yield in the U.S. And historically, when that's happened, you have had a recession sometime in the next 18 months. So, yeah, there is that risk there that if, you, if the Fed actually forecasts are correct in terms of their dot plot of interest rate hikes, then that could engineer a recession. But we've still got a long way to go to get to that point, and of course interest rates still are not at that level yet. So, but but the positive scenario would be where supply bottlenecks correct themselves more than they have so far. The pressure on the oil price starts to come off, inflation starts to come down at the same time, helped along by some cooling in the U.S. economy, and then later that year that enables the Fed to ease up on the brakes. Yeah, Shane, just to wrap things up, um, in anticipation of these rate hikes, we've seen the greenback really gaining steam and climbing so far. In the past year, it's up 14% on the dollar index. Uh, it seems to be giving back some of those gains so far. Uh, what do you make of this? There's a lot of market chatter about how the US dollar has peaked. And of course, we've got a Japanese yen at 24-year lows. The BOJ will be in action tomorrow. What do you expect will be the uh, decision from the BOJ? Well, I think the, the BOJ is going to be watched closely because we have seen that sharp fall in the value of the yen. That, that in turn will put up with pressure on inflation in Japan. So my base case is no change by the hmm. BOJ, but I, I am actually thinking, you know, there is a high risk here that they may do something to weaken their yield curve control uh, because they may conclude this fall in the end will put up its pressure on inflation and then that may help them get to their inflation target. So I'm, I'm on the lookout for some hawkish shift by the BOJ and that wouldn't surprise me if we do see that tomorrow. But in a broader sense, there's been numerous forecasts this year that the US dollar has peaked and then of course they didn't get down to a new high. But of course there is a limit to that and as the US dollar goes up, it also helps put downwards pressure on US inflation because it means falling import prices coming into the US. So it, it, the, the rising US dollar has done some of the Fed's work for it. It may well have peaked, but I think it's too early to say, again, it's too early to say that with any confidence. I think in six months' time, it will be lower, uh, but that will partly be because other central banks, the ECB, Canada and others, will have uh, increased rates as well and narrowing the differential versus the US Fed funds rate. So um, I do see a lower dollar ahead, but um, I, I think in the very short term, it's way too early to say that it's peaked.
Yeah, Shane, lots of moving parts to track. Uh, we've been chatting Shane Oliver. He is the Head of Investment Strategy and Chief Economist for AMP Capital. Shane, thanks for your time as always, and we'll catch up again with you soon. That'll be great, Ryan. All the best for the day ahead. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.